Hello, everybody. I'm H Double, like normal, here with Maddie B. No Notes Podcast. You guys know the drill by now. I mean, this is episode 29, and I'm actually thinking this is going to be the end of our first season, only because my my folder on File Explorer is getting a little too long with all the all the episodes. So I'm thinking <laughs> we just cut the season two after this, just uh, just because you know. So season well, and one, there's more sports coming up too. Yeah, so it would be good to do season two. Yeah. So. Yes. I mean, now I guess that season one is technically this is the finale, man. Can't believe we made it. I was thinking about it yesterday. It's been three months since we started this 29 episodes in now, which is a lot. That's a lot of podcasts. And well, you know, that's not counting the fantasy ones either. Yeah, that you're right. Yeah, we've done what nine fantasy ones, too. So 38 total. Uh-huh. That's crazy. So thank you guys, you know, for if you do watch or listen, it means a lot. And we're excited to keep doing this for seasons to come. So this is the end of season one, but the start of another season coming up. But the topics we have today, it's going to be more of another serious sort of, you know, podcast that touches on stuff more than just sports, because a lot happened this has or has happened this week, right after we finished our Monday one. But we're going to first recap the World Series, talk a little bit about that. And, you know, how the Braves, you know, one and six, you know, give our analysis and stuff. So we're going to recap that real quick. But then we're going to go into the Henry Rugg situation, the very unfortunate situation that I'm sure a lot of you have heard by now. And going to touch on that really is more of like a awareness sort of thing, you know, because Matt had mentioned this when we were talking kind of pre-podcast. It's black and white on what happened. So really just more of uh, creating awareness over that. And then also we're going to talk about Robert Sarver, the Phoenix Suns organization, uh, team owner. And, you know, Matt and I are obviously big Suns fans. So hearing this come out is not ideal at all. Matt, I know, has some strong opinions about it. So we'll definitely jump into that. And then finally, though, we'll we'll recap with our, our normal NFL, given our predictions. I'll announce the punishment. As well as, you know, we'll, we'll touch a little bit on where we think OBJ should sign because he got released today by the Browns because that did not work out. And so it's a pretty packed episode. Super excited. Let's go right into the World Series. Matt, you want to start us off? Give me just uh, yeah. your thoughts. Well, I was wrong. <laughs> Martin was right. Yeah, he hit the nail on the head. You know, Braves <laughs> and six. Um, you know, the pitching for the Astros kind of let him down. Um, but it was really cool to see. Um, it was really cool to see the Braves win. Um, today I was listening to the Pat McAfee podcast, the one from yesterday. And they had Dansby Swanson on, the shortstop for the Braves. Mm-hmm. And it's a little hard for me to listen to because we traded him yeah, to yeah. Shelby Miller. And oh, oh. I was really upset when that trade happened. And now it looks really bad. And and I was upset because I really like Dansby Swanson. I, I thought he was I, great. I really like him too. Yeah, I, I love him as a player. And I used to play shortstop, you know, back in the day. And so I, I really liked him and his game. And he seems really nice. But with all that being said, it was good to hear kind of what um, went down for them, how they got on track, and kind of the camaraderie that they had in the clubhouse, you know. Um and I'm happy for them. You know, Hank Aaron passed away this year, probably like the brave great, you know, probably the, one of the best players in baseball. Right. And then they win. It's kind of like how, you know, the L.A. Dodgers won when Kobe passed away, right? So it's kind of cool that those uh, things happen, you know. Um, not cool that people pass away, but cool that those it's kind of an honor. Win. Yeah. Yeah, kind of an honor, like a dedicated, like here's our postseason run dedicated to them. It you just know. kind of seemed, and it's also like the Lakers also won that year too, you know, it just, yeah. it just felt right, you know, like it was good. Yeah, but I remember I was watching the game actually, I ended up watching the first four innings, um, but I believe it was the third inning, Solaire came up to bat and it was like, I think it was either one or two outs, I forget, but next thing I know, I just hear the crack of his bat and he's just looking at it, I'm like, oh, that thing is gone, and when it was 3-0, I was like, Yep, the Braves won the World Series. Like, you could just see this deflation from, like, the Astros, like, you know. Um, And so, you know, hats off to the Braves, you know. Great season, good team. You know, either team deserved it, you know. Uh, Houston fought well. But, yeah, that's my take on it. How about you? 
Yeah, I mean, the Braves, I was looking at a thing yesterday how they were five games under 500 at the All-Star break, maybe. I can't remember. Or it was some point in the season they were five games under 500. They had obviously lost to Cunha. You know, I mean, it was like how, you know, this team, it's, they're probably not even going to make the playoffs. And then, honestly, I didn't have much faith in them when I was kind of kept keeping up with the, you know, the wild card and race and division races. And then when I did with Eric, when he well, was I on picked, and we gave our predictions. I picked the Phillies. I picked the Phillies over the Braves. Yeah, so. I, you didn't either. I didn't have, I didn't think that they would win the division a couple weeks before the, the playoffs were set. I didn't think they would win. Um. Or maybe I did. I, I can't remember. But either way, I wasn't. I did not think they were gonna. I thought the Brewers would sweep them in in three. I really did. I was like, the Braves aren't that good. Uh, yeah. I mean, little little does, that shows you a little how much I know. And I mean, I don't feel as bad because like Sam didn't think they would, would win, you know, as well in their uh, divisional against the Brewers if they played. So I don't feel as bad. But it's crazy to see. It's kind of like the Nationals. It's like that. You know, they just got on this hot streak and it's a team you didn't expect to win at all and they win it all and they and then but this time they look dominant doing it i mean yeah it was six games but the braves i felt like they had control the whole series i felt like they had control against the dodgers too i felt like that control against the brewers like it just felt like they were gonna win after like three games you know you could just feel that and you know it's martin actually told me about this i think we we're watching game six of the nlcs the pennant mm -hmm. and he had told me about how they their whole outfield they traded for at the trade deadline i couldn't believe that you know obviously jock peterson um rosario and then uh, whoever their other outfielder was i can't remember his name exactly but they traded for all three of those guys at the trade deadline i couldn't believe that i, I think was like, it's i think it's solaire i'm pretty sure duvall i think duvall oh adam duvall yeah. Duvall, Peterson, and Rosario. They trade for all three of those guys. I mean, I, that's crazy. Like, they got a whole new outfield at trade deadline, and look how much it paid off. So, and they all were clutch during the – Oh, they were so they clutch. They were all clutch. Like, oh, it's kind of funny because all those guys had different series. Like, Rosario was good in the Brewers series, and then Peterson was good against the Dodgers, and then Duvall was good against the Astros. Yeah. Like, each one had their own thing, which – I mean, when you look at it, like, trust me, if I was a GM and I could trade for people like that and win a World Series, and let's say I'm not back for another five or six years, you know, it's worth it. You know, like, a World oh, Series is worth it. Because you never know. You know, you never but, know. But think, if Acuna doesn't get hurt, they don't trade for probably – I know Jack Peterson's right field. I don't know if they still want to trade for Duvall and Rosario, blah, blah, blah. But if Acuna doesn't get hurt, those not all those trades happen. Do they still win the World Series, you know? Sports is also yeah. a big thing of what ifs. There's a lot of yeah. so many what ifs and so many moments, like all the time it's a what if. So, you know, what if the Acuna doesn't get hurt in the Braves? You make the playoffs, blah, blah, blah. I mean, yeah, he's playing great, but you never know. So, yeah, I'm, I'm proud. You know, I'm happy that they won. They didn't choke. Atlanta didn't choke. It seems like they're kind of getting over that uh, choking leads, you know, mm -hmm. narrative that they have for the city ever since, you know, really the Falcons. And then also I think Georgia choking to Alabama. I know that was on there too. And also the Braves last year choking to the Dodgers 3-1. Mm -hmm. They're kind of getting over that. So uh, I'm happy for them. And as you said, it sucks seeing Dansby Swanson go. I Obviously, I didn't know the Diamondbacks drafted him because, you know, I, I didn't know. I, I liked him he was, a lot. Um, he was the number one overall. Yeah, I know. I was looking at it. 2015. I, I just looked him up in the draft. And yeah, it's got to be frustrating. He's the number one overall pick, right? So it's like, okay, but you trade, they, Dimax trade him at the end of that year. So they didn't even like have time to develop him. They just traded him away instantly. You know, it's like, okay. But I really liked him. I remember in the Cardinals Brave series in 2019, I was like, man, this guy's really good. Like he's clutch. And ever since then, you know, he's been really good. So yeah. Uh, Anyways, it just you know. frustrates me because we could have had Cattell Marte for second base and had Dan Swanson at shortstop. That's a good infield. <laughs> you know, think about it. You have Swanson, Marte, and Goldschmidt at one point. Like, anyways, we won't talk about that. We can talk about that later. But I do want to get to your point of what ifs um, and move on to our next topic because I believe kind of the World Series we kind of talked, gave a whole episode to it. But let's talk about a what if. And that what if is Henry Ruggs III and his career in football. Um, personally, I think it's done. And for those viewers who don't know, 
Henry Ruggs III was a wide receiver for the Las Vegas Raiders. And on, was it, I guess, Tuesday morning, I guess? Yeah, Tuesday morning. Tuesday morning, he ended up um, crashing into someone, ended up killing um, a 22-year-old woman and her, and her dog. dog. Yeah. And his girlfriend and him were both injured but didn't die. Came out the next day. He was going 156 miles an hour. At the time of the crash, it was 127 miles an hour. And he had a DUI and a blood alcohol level of 0.16, which is two times over the limit of what is considered drunk. And, um, you know, it's just sad. And it shows you in a blink of an instant just how quickly things can change. You know, he's going from having an off week you know, having an off week, trying to get ready for the next week, you right to play a football game. And now he's in prison and he's probably going to be there. It says the sentencing for that, for a DUI, killing someone in Vegas, like in Nevada, is between two to 20 years. Right. So he's probably going to be locked away for, I'm going to say at least 10. I bet you it's at least 10. And so you have all this promise and you throw it away. And, yeah. you know, I, I feel bad for him. I feel bad for the family that um, yeah. that lost the life of the girl. I don't know. What What are your thoughts, Charles? I mean, first and foremost, don't drink and drive. I know most you know, people or everyone say, I know that. But, you know, Henry Ruggs, I said the same thing, too. You know, sometimes decisions get the best. You really just make sure to never drink and drive. It's never safe in any circumstances. You know, obviously, the – most people are, are responsible when they, if they're out drinking, they have like, you know, designated drivers. So that's really good, but never get behind the wheel when you're drunk. That's, you know, especially you never know who, you know, if you're just a random person or if you're a, a football player, whatever, never do that. You know, no, you never want, you never want to, you know, like, like Henry Ruggs ended up killing someone because of that, you know, like imagine the guilt he felt. He probably, you know, like if I probably did, still yeah, feeling, yeah. I mean, yeah. like if that happened to me, I'd probably be like, why couldn't I have died too? You know, it's cause you know, that's just, I would feel so bad, you know, cause it was a decision I made and it's a deci easy decision to not do, you know, it's, mm -hmm. I mean, of course, if you're, it depends maybe on mental health, all that stuff, it can be harder for some people, but you know, it's still never worth it. The consequences that could come from it. So that's the first thing, you know, definitely don't, especially if you're really talented, you know, like, especially if you have a promising career, like Henry Oaks had, you know, all our, our sports, you know, fans, all the young athletes, you know, never do something like this. You never want to throw away something that's so right there in front of you. It's such a great opportunity. So that's really the first thing. It's really sad. I mean, like there's not much to say about it. Everything was wrong. I mean, it, it sucks. You know, I felt really bad for Derek Carr. And I mean, the Raiders have just gone through it with John Gruden and now this, you know, like I felt really bad for Derek Carr because obviously he, he loved Henry Ruggs, according to that press conference. And he talked about how he just got the text from him that early Tuesday morning. It was right at midnight. They were at Top Golf. He texted him and the other wide receiver, Hunter Infro. How's my swing look? And then Derek Carr's like, I wake up. The next thing I know, I see this. And like, you know, I, I, I just feel really bad for everyone in the situation. I really hope Henry Ruggs can learn from this. I know his football career is probably over, but his life isn't over. He can still come back from this. Second chances are a thing. And I just, you know, obviously I do think he's going to serve a lot of prison time as he should because, you know, going that fast and being that drunk is just not acceptable in any circumstances whatsoever at all. And so I just feel really bad. And that's really what I, what I have to say about it. And I hope that he can learn from this. I hope people have been, you know, aware of, you know, this situation be like, wow, you know, seeing what happened because Henry Ruggs, mm -hmm. he was the first round pick last year. He was a 12th overall pick. He was second in air yards per catch 19 and a half. He was a really good deep threat. He had, you know, a lot of, I wouldn't say he was a superstar, but he definitely had wide receiver, like one potential and he could have had a long career like a Deshaun Jackson type of player. So just really, really sad to see. Yeah, and I just want to say, too, like, if people are listening to this podcast and you do end up drinking, right, and you don't have a DD or whatever, use those programs that they have, like Lyft or, um, yeah, you know, Uber. Uber. 
like, yeah, you might pay a little more money than you thought, but it's in the long run, that's totally, it's totally worth it compared to jail time, maybe potentially even killing someone, you know, because that girl, you know, I bet you she wasn't, it hasn't come out, but so far it hasn't said that she's been drinking or anything like that. And now she's passed away, you know? Yeah, the worst. I also, I also want to say too is, even though Henry Ruggs is an athlete, the law still applies to him, whether he's an athlete or not. You know, no one's above the law. And so as much as it pains me, because I hope he gets a short sentence, like it would be nice to get a short sentence to see if he can change his life, you know. Um, but in the end, he needs to be put away because he needs to know you can't drink and drive. Like that's just not the way to go. Um, but I do like what David Carr said, Derek Carr said about saying that. Henry knows what he did was wrong. He just needs people there that love him. And so hopefully we can all love him and still be there for him, but just know what he did was wrong and just move on. Yeah. And it's, it's, yeah. You know, when, when people are killed by drunk drivers, it's one of the worst things because that wasn't their fault at all or anything. And, you know, it's just, boom, it just happened in an instance and by someone else's terrible decisions and being unresponsible. So Mm-hmm. It's basically like the thing, you know, it's like play stupid games, win stupid prizes, you know, that's kind of what this was like. Yeah. I mean, his prize is, you know, jail time, probably a football career that's over. And so, yeah, it's sad. And like I said, I just hope the best for him. Hope he can move on from this. And Me too. yeah, I mean, since, you know, we're staying on, you know, more serious topics, there was another thing that was released i think wednesday yeah it was wednesday wednesday afternoon ish robert sarver who's the phoenix suns owner he there was a what uh he's been owner for 17 years and espn launched something that interviewed 70 former employees slash i think maybe even current i don't know but yeah it's former and current i don't know how many exactly said but there was a, a collection of you know, those members saying that he had racist comments, that he had a toxic work environment, he treated people unfairly, stuff like that. His his legal team obviously denied that. I, I saw an article today, though, that he does admit he said the N-word once. I don't know. I, I still, I, it's, with situations like this, it's murky, obviously. We don't really know until a full investigation is complete, which that has started, I, I believe, right? A full investigation is going into this. So we don't, won't know mm-hmm. until then what has happened. Yeah, I mean, whenever you, you know, whenever racism comes up and especially in sports, you know, it's never something you want to see. So just, you know, it's again, it's just a sad thing to say. I mean, I don't know if Robert Sarver is guilty or not. I I really didn't have any feelings of him as being the owner, you know, because like I've been a Suns fan, but I I didn't really care, you know, because it's like, oh, we don't really care about like the owner. We care more about the GM because they kind of make more of the moves. But the owner is like, whatever, you know, you know, because like as a casual fan, that's not really something you care about. So I never really knew or I knew who he was, but I didn't have an opinion about him. I mean, Matt, you got more opinions than I do, per se, because I really don't. Do you want to kind of go into what you're thinking yeah, about I the can. situation? Yeah. Um, I haven't like Sarger's been really stingy on money, like. That's the reason why Joe Johnson left. I mean, there's a reason why a lot of players haven't been signed. Um, and so there's that part of it. But also um, with the racism stuff that's going on, there's also misogynistic comments that he's made, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has more weight to it. But the thing is, is I was listening to other people today. It's kind of a, that's what he said, she said. There's no evidence yet, which is different than like the David Sterling thing, you know, or the Ronald Sterling or whatever it was. Yeah. The owner of the Clippers before Balmer. Um, There was evidence of him doing all that stuff. There's no evidence so far of him doing this other than he said, she said. Um, And the racism thing, there was one thing that he did say that I do kind of agree with. Um, and that was, I guess it was the locker room thing with Earl Watson, but he said, Hey, Draymond Green uses the N word. Why can't I say the N word? And the dude's like, I just, you know, Earl Watson's like, you just can't, you know, which 
which to me, I don't think anyone chooses the N-word ever, you know. Um, but he does have a point, like saying, hey, if this guy uses the N-word, you know, why aren't people going after him? Even though he is, you know, African-American, right? Why aren't people going after him? Which I don't think anyone chooses the N-word anyways. But I think we do need to look at how players talk, whether they're white, yeah. black, whatever. You need to be respectful, you know? And so I think that needs yeah. to get cleaned up. So hopefully that gets cleaned up from the situation. Um, but secondly, the past 10 coaches that Phoenix has had, six of them have been African-American, have been black. And the Suns, I think, are one of, like, I think it's five or six teams that have a black GM, I believe. So unlike Ball, unlike uh, Sterling, Sarver is hiring people of color and diversity. And I know that's one of their big things. Um, I did a case competition here at BYU two years ago, and they were talking about diversity and inclusion and how the Suns could help that. So, I mean, they're definitely trying to do more stuff like that. So granted, I wasn't in the company and it was just a case competition, but they are thinking about that. Um, I would like some more information to come out. I don't doubt that he has said some of those things but i think out of like all the gms or all the owners i bet you have said something of that nature at least once to someone you know like sometimes it just happens right i hope these things aren't true but if they are true i hope he gets a punishment that is deserving of the crime because racism and misogyny should never be part of the workplace or people and right, so bro. I'm in the same thing as Monty Williams and Chris Paul and Devin Booker. That's what I was going to say. Right. I, I won't really comment on it. I don't really know until all the facts come out. But if these are true, then he should be punished. But if they're not true, then I hope those people do an apology because it shouldn't, they shouldn't be able to smear someone's name and then have it be like that. So I'm waiting till all this comes out. Um, I hope it's not true. Um, but there has to be some credit to some of it, but also I guess the NBA received no complaints at all about the Phoenix organization before this article. And some people were saying, well, maybe they didn't receive complaints because they were scared of Sarver and all that stuff, but it's like a non, what's it called? It's like an anonymous type thing, you know? So I don't know, like if it was really that bad, people would complain. Like that's what happened with the Sterling thing. People complained to the NBA. And so, I don't know. I think it's kind of a give and take. So I'm hoping it's not true, but I'll wait till it comes out to see what actually happens. So that's kind of my whole thought on it. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I, I like with, you know, coach Monty Williams and Chris Paul and Devin Booker, they're just like, we're just focused on basketball right now. We're not focused on that. You know, mm -hmm. they're just like, we'll just have to wait and see because they don't know, like you said. So I like that mindset they're taking. They're not trying to let this, you know, get into their heads, you know, anything like that. Yeah, it, I don't know. I was looking a little bit more into while you're talking. I saw a comment, I guess he said to Taylor Griffin in 2009, 2010, because like he was like, let me see what it is. There's, yeah, there's, this is a long article, by the way, on ESPN. Like, there's a long yeah, article. it's long. I yeah. didn't read all of it, obviously. Anyways, um, let me see. Let me see. Where is it? Uh, he was like, ask Griff, he asked him whether he shaved his legs, and Griffin said he did. And then he was like, do you shave your balls, too? And I guess through his legal team, uh, or, yeah, I guess uh, – Yeah, Sarver through his team. I don't remember using those exact words, but I did make a joke in reference to men's grooming habits of Taylor Griffin once in the locker room. And then he was like, I remember that Taylor laughed at my comment, and Griffin said at the time, took it as a joke, looking back on it in the context of today, for a leader of a company or the owner of a team to say such a thing is inappropriate. So just a lot of little stories. <clears throat> sorry. A lot of little stories like that are kind of on this article if you want to take a look at it. Yeah, I mean, so. that comment, like, Sometimes we make jokes about that, like as roommates, you know, like doing yeah. that comment. So that's kind of hard to like, like that one's a comment like, yeah, maybe you shouldn't say it. But at the same time, like that's like kind of like a, a lot of people kind of joke about that, you know, shaving and all Right. So it's kind of hard. It's not like, it's not like black and white, you know, and I think that's what makes this one hard. 
Yeah, I think that comment though in a professional space is pretty uncomfortable. Yeah. Now it's not. Yeah. It's not. You know, you're gonna get you know fireball blah, but it's not. It's frowned upon for sure. Um, yeah, in a professional in a professional setting, no. But if you're at home with your boys and you say that joke, a little different context, you know. Yeah, and there's also another one about how uh, it was after uh, it was in you know. Uh, DeAndre Ayton was a rookie 2019. He had failed to record a block or a foul and Sarver slammed a stat sheet on the table in front of an of assistant coach, Corliss Williamson, who had been working with Ayton. And he said, in all my years, that's the first time I've ever seen Ona come in there and act like that with the coaching staff, Williamson said. So just stuff like that. Also, maybe he's been a little bit of a hothead. There's things like that, which is kind of directly, you know, way to like the toxic nature that he has provided to the culture. And so that's like, pretty much what the article is about but yeah i don't know but comments like that saying he just slammed down stuff you know like maybe he was really angry because you know people were gonna have his like people were gonna start getting fired if they didn't get that number one pick right you know like i think also too you gotta look at it from his point of view too like you can be frustrated like in slamming it down like he didn't hurt anyone didn't hit anyone he just slammed it down and like maybe you're taken aback but Maybe he's just passionate because he wants the Suns to do well because that's what they were known to be is a good organization, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I, don't I still, know. I still think lot. that's out of – I mean, if you, like, explore like that, that's out of line again. Because, like, you know, he is he is a team owner. He, he doesn't work – he obviously doesn't know nearly as much as, like, the coaches do and how much hard they work to, you know, trying yeah. to improve the players' stuff like that. So that is out of line if that's true, um, in my opinion. Of course, you know, I can understand emotions, which is good that he has passion, but – you know, so you got to be able to control them. So I, I don't know. Like, like I said, we don't know, you know, how credible these this all is, but definitely it's something to keep an eye on. It could be one of those things that takes a long time. We forget about it in a couple of weeks. You know, it could be as soon as next week that something gets reported out. I don't know, but investigations normally take a while. It's a lengthy process. So just gonna see what happens there. And I really hope that you know he hasn't found guilty because that's you're gonna you know be a, a big shadow on the sun seasons. It's some of the players might, you know, you know, like it might be in their heads, stuck in their heads and it might be hard for them to focus because something like that is really important. So I'm just hoping for the best, but I mean, whatever has happened is going to happen, whatever is found. And so, well, the thing we can do is, you know, learn from it and, and grow from it and people can change and, you know, the right actions can be uh, placed, wh whatever it may be. So that's just my hope. Uh, all right. So that kind of wraps up more of the serious talk. You know, we, it's never something easy to do, but we do think it's, you know, it's good to, we hope that like, if you're listening, for example, that, you know, this is somewhat of a, a good insight for you guys. And we just try and really provide, you know, insight that we think is, you know, like, you know, fair and try and give advice from it all and really just try and be that like, so if you guys, you know, like are, upset about you know things that have happened we, we you know we try and just we're basically trying to be people uh you know see people's perspectives and be a people person and just you know give our understanding i mean you might disagree with us you know there's no right or wrong but we just hope that we can be some sort of an ally for you guys and that's really the the goal of all this and i hope that this is, hasn't like these situations haven't you know like, especially, you know, maybe just racism one hasn't upset you too much. Cause I know a lot, there's been a lot of uh, mm -hmm. emotions over racism in the last year. I mean, really not even the last year, which or a year and a half, I guess, which obviously it was really high last year, but like just in the past 10, 20 years, you know, there's still been a lot of emotions and, and all. And Matt and I are here for you guys and we support everyone and we don't believe in racism one single bit. So just, uh, or any, or, uh, misogynist any any one sort of bit at all we want people everyone deserves to be treated equally and fair and that's it mm -hmm. so end of the day so that's gonna wrap up though kind of a little bit more of the serious stuff and we're gonna now go into our our classic on fridays which is our nfl predictions but before we do that let's talk a little bit about obj and obviously release from the browns because that marriage with baker mayfield didn't work out really at mm -hmm. all i don't know how this kind of spiraled out of control though i I, I remember I was talking with uh, my boss when, cause he's a football fan too. We were like, cause you know, obviously Odell's dad posted about him not being open, blah, blah, blah. And 
we were like, there's no way the Browns would like not take him to, or not let him practice just because of Odell's dad. Like there's gotta be something else going on. Right. I mean, what do you, do you think that's true too? Cause like, who cares what his dad says, you know, like if Odell said something that would make sense, but I don't know. That just doesn't see, it seems something still seems missing to how it just ended so fast the fallout. Cause it was within a week, less than a week, you know, I think you're just getting fed up of not getting the ball and just not being used as much as um, he is a giant. And, you know, sometimes they just don't work out and they didn't and he got what he wanted and I'm happy for him. <coughs> and hopefully he finds the right team, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if Odell complained. There's no, uh, there's a report of that. So I don't know what exactly happened. Like that's what, that's what I was kind of wondering about. Cause like, it didn't say, yeah, Odell complained, I don't know. So I don't know. That's the thing where I'm like, what either. happened? But speaking of, obviously he will be on another team. Uh, do you know if it's the waiver uh, priority thing? Is that how it yeah. is? So, so, uh, so first it's waiver wire. The worst teams get to pick him up first. Lions. And, but then, but then they're, but then they have to pay all his salary. Whereas if he goes through the waiver wire, he's not picked up. All of his salary is paid for by the Browns Ooh. for this year. So people will probably not pick him up because of that. And he's not going to want to go to someone who's not a contender. So that's just because he only has like one year left in his deal. So he's going to be a free agent, right? Watch, so watch just the, like, okay, whatever. Watch the Lions pick him up. <laughs> no, that would so, be so mad. So everyone's expected that he's going to go through all the waivers and then he'll – um, bro, what is this fantasy? Then he'll choose a team. It seems like fantasy, bro. Waiver order, and then like no one picks him up, and then anyone can get him at any time. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of funny. Uh, all right, well, any team can get him. What team do you think he should go to first? That's the first question. Should he go to if you think you can think about it for a bit? But then, what team do you think he will go to if you're being honest, even if it's not the one he should go to, you know? Yeah, what team he should go to is it's tough. Patriots. <laughs> I shouldn't have, I should have probably known that one was coming. <laughs> All right. I can understand that, but but here's the reason. You have a good culture and people aren't getting to really mess around, right? Bill Belichick has been known to take in kind of troubled wide receivers and give them a chance. Like he even, we even took Antonio Brown. It just so happened that all his lawsuit thing happened. But if that didn't happen, he was still going to play. Same thing with Randy Moss, right? You have Matt Jones as a young quarterback, wants to just throw the ball everywhere. And getting OBJ on that team will give them another threat, like an actual threat. You know, respect them. And they're in contention, they're AFC. Um, that's who I think he should go to. What I think he will go to is either the Patriots or the Ravens. That's what I'm thinking. Hmm. just because the Ravens do need someone else like having Bateman OBJ and Brown would be good but it keeps him within the AFC and he can kind of I would say just say screw you to the Browns so that's why I think he might go there so those are my my two picks of people the other third one is probably the same so those are kind of my top three he hasn't officially been released yet so he's still on the Browns but I think he should Okay, so he's a lot of time with any team, right? If he goes to yeah. waivers for any team for like minimum, right? Potentially, yeah, any team. Hmm. So, would you consider Odell like a deep, more of a deep vertical threat? You know, is that kind of what uh, he is, or what do you think? Is he just really. everything? He's kind of an explosive play type guy. Hmm. I mean, what's hmm, – I don't know. That is really tough. Obviously, he's going to want to get somewhere he can get the ball and he can really be a, a weapon. So, that's, you know, a team like – obviously, an offense that will excite him too. I don't know if the Ravens bring just that. I do think the opportunity might be about or appealing to him because he really could step yeah. in. I don't know if he would want to per se with the Ravens because of their run scheme. I don't, I don't know. I'm a little skeptical. He's going to go there. I mean, I could see it for sure that I think it's one of the better teams to go there, but honestly, like 
<laughs> man, wouldn't this be crazy? I mean, if I'm being real, I think you should go to like the Rams because like the Rams are would are really or even maybe the Bucks. Like, just being honest, that's where he should go. Yes, and I know stats are important, but he probably wants to win more than that. And I know Matt Stafford can give him the ball. They just released Deshaun Jackson, so he could kind of take over that role with Cooper Cup and Robert Woods already there. They could lock up a lot of uh, coverage. I think he wants to be wide receiver one, though. So I don't yeah. think he cares. So that's why I don't think that will work. Well, he should go to the Rams because that'd be sick. Okay. That'd be so good. Okay. That's what I think he should do, but I don't think that's what he's going to do. But that's just okay. me. I, okay. I don't care what Odell thinks. This is what I think. <laughs> I think okay. he should go to the Rams because, okay. man, that'd be good. And I think he'd get the ball more than he did with the Rams and with the Browns for sure. Not obviously wide receiver one level, but he would get it more. And they would definitely be Super Bowl contenders. But I think he will go. Oh, man, that's tough. I like the Patriots. I think that's a, a, a good option for sure. I know it's been rumored in the past before he got traded to the Browns, he'd go there. Mm-hmm. I know he wants to play with Tom Brady. I, I know that, but the Bucks are so loaded. Would he go there? Um. Honestly, I think uh, if he wants to be a wide receiver one, I think he should and go the to. The thing is, too, is people have to have enough money for him, and I believe the Bucks don't really have any cap space, and the Rams much... don't really have any cap space. Oh, um, you can't just sign like a minimum. Well, you can, but like the minimum for a vet, I think, is a little bit more than just a regular person. So. Um, it's, it's honestly tough, you, you know, like, where is he going to go? Honestly, I will say the Ravens, personally. Ravens or Patriots, I think, are the top two of where he will go. I don't know for sure, but that's my, my best guess. I mean, I really don't know. It's kind of up there. Like, he could go anywhere. So... That's that's my my two. Those seem like two fits though that he would go to, you know. Yeah. So, but I mean, if only it would work. I guess if it doesn't work out, then the Rams is when obviously it doesn't work. But that's where he should go um, because that'd be pretty sick. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. Well, who knows where he's going to end up? I mean, I wonder if people are going to buy into the hype depending on where he goes. You know, the Odell hype. All there's all the hashtag free Odell stuff. So I think people are going to be pretty excited when he's a free agent. If mm-hmm. he gets confirmed to be which he should be, it's just going to take a couple of days probably or whatever. So, yeah. yeah, I think now we're going to wrap it up with our predictions as well as the punishment. And, oh, the punishment for this week, for week nine, week three of us doing this, I'm 0-2 technically, the punishment that the loser will have to do. Are you ready for this? I'm upping it up a notch. Okay. Upping it up a notch. All right. The loser this week has two. There's two in my head right now, and I'm not sure which one to do, but it's definitely another level up. Um, all right. The loser has to post a picture on their Instagram of the winner's choice with a caption of the winner's choice. Of course, with, with limits, it's not going to be nothing too crazy, but the winner gets to pick the loser's photo and caption to go on their Instagram. And that is what the loser has to do this week as the punishment. So we're taking it up another level. Okay. What do you think? And you and you choose the picture. Or we have to create the picture or whatever that you yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Whatever the winner wants you to do. Which okay, so it could be like even a sign that says Charles is like the best or whatever, and you post it. Something of that nature, right? Yeah, Something, I, I have whatever. an idea of what okay. I would do for you already. So it's, oh, it's pretty exciting perfect. if I can get it. Okay, cool. but I'm 0 2, <laughs> so I could actually win before I can say and that. What are the actual actual records right now, though? Or actual records like of the season for the whole season, yeah. Um, because this is for the Waffle House thing, right? Yeah, <laughs> or or IHOP, whatever your <laughs> preference IHOP. is. Okay, anywhere that sells pancakes slash waffles. Okay, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You went ten and three last week. Yeah, no, ten and four, ten and four. 
There was 14 games, and I went seven and seven. <laughs> oh no, you crushed me these last few weeks. Um, let's get my calculator out. So let's see, you are 70. Oh, wait, no, that's oh wait, whoops, I put these on the wrong thing. Oops, I had under my name that I was 10 and four. Don't want to cheat, don't want to cheat you, bro. Cheater, cheater, bro. I'm never a cheater. I see you're a freaking slippery snake, my guy. Yeah, bro. What if I just cheated and you didn't know? And I was like, oh, I won by game. Can you believe it? That's <laughs> and I true. actually didn't. <laughs> nah, bro. I'm not Dude, no I, che- I'm not a cheater, bro. I'm not the Patriots. I know, you're not, I know you're not a cheater. Okay. I know you're not a cheater because I was like, dude, I think you won this week or I think we're tied because you picked the Titans. And you're like, nah, dude, you picked the Titans. I was like, oh, really? I yeah, bro. Like, oh, I could have okay. gotten away with that, like, bro. I thought I did, but I didn't know. I know. <laughs> Let's see what you're at. You're 78 and um, you're 78 and 37. Not bad. Right now, okay. that's a uh, that's pretty good. Honestly, you should be happy with that. I am happy with that because you have a 67% win percentage or 68 if you round up. Have you gotten right? Okay. So that's pretty good. That's pretty decent. I'm a little worried about mine after I was doing good and I kind of fell off this week, last few <laughs> weeks. So um, 65 and 34. Ooh, that's not as good. I, I remember I am one week down though. You are so one week down. If I did week three. Take, hmm? Yeah, you can always take week three out and see where we are. Yeah, I guess I can do that real quick. So you went 10 and five. That was one of your best weeks taking that out <laughs> you are 68 and 32, 32 which is still better than you you are better than me by i messed up my math somewhere but you're technically better than me by two games yeah okay okay got some work to do <laughs> i've got some work to do bro <laughs> oh yeah i just yeah yeah you're better than me by ouch Ooh. I'm not happy about you, that. I should be better than you by a couple more games, I think. Like four or five. No, it's only two. It's only two? Okay. Unless I did my math wrong somewhere, it's either two or three. That's all I know right now. So that's fine. That's fine. Somewhere around there, though. That's that's what we know. Okay. So yeah. Um punishment's pretty good this week. So you don't want to lose. Well, no, let's don't. jump right into the predictions then. And okay. I will read them off. I've got my handy dandy list. Okay. I'm getting organized right now. Put my name and Matt's name. All right. Let's do this. Okay. Starting with the noon games, mm-hmm. we have the Vikings and Ravens. Oh, geez. You got to go first, I just realized. So that's an advantage for me. Yes. I'm going to go Ravens. I was going to go Ravens, too. Okay. It's my team, bro. Can't, can't not pick my team. Yeah. All right, up next, Browns and Bengals. Bengals did just lose oh, to the Jets. But geez, the Browns have looked like too. Browns have kind of looked like cheeks. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this is a bounce back game for Joey B and the Bengals. Yeah, I'm going Bengals too. Uh, I don't okay. like, I don't think the Browns are. I picked uh, against them last week against the Steelers and the Steelers won. So yes. All right, Broncos and Cowboys. Cowboys. That's an easy okay. one. Yep. Yeah. I was, I was like, if you go, if you go Broncos, bro, then you might gonna get that post ready. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna be like, um, Texans and Dolphins, the battle of the one and sevens. It is in Miami. That'll give you a little bit of context. Gosh, this is a just... tough one because it's two bad teams. Do you have one that you like more? Me? Yeah. I don't know. I got Brandon Cooks, but I'll, oh, I also have Jacecki and Gaskin, so it doesn't matter. I have both players from both teams. Um, this? Whatever one you like more, I'll take the opposite. No, nah, bro. Tell me. You go first. Tell me who bro, you think I is going to I really don't know. All right. Then I'm just like pick 50, one. 50. Pick a team. Jeez. Gosh. Oh, Tyra Taylor's coming back. Ooh, I was oh, coming okay. back. Bro. Oof. Then Texans. I was going to say <laughs> bro, I was gonna say Texans too, bro. I think Tyler Taylor makes them a lot better. So you're going Texans as well? I am. We might come back okay. to that. We'll see, but I don't okay. think 
Okay. Yeah, but plus I love Brandon Cooks and he's on the Texans. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Falcons and Saints. Saints. Oh yeah. That's not even I'm not even gonna think about that one. The Falcons let me down last week. <laughs> I'm never picking them again. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm not saying that again. <laughs> All right. Raiders and Giants. Raiders. Raiders, yeah. Man, we're uh, 100% so far. We got to see if that changes. Some of the games have been a little easier this time. Yeah. There might only be a one-game difference. You never know. And that would be yeah. kind of funny if it is because then we're relying on that game. All right. Patriots and Panthers. Patriots. Pats, baby. Yeah, I'll give you the Pats this time. Oh, I'm, go- I'm going with them, too. I thought you were going to go Panthers. Okay. I don't. They look, didn't look good last week. So. I mean, yeah, they beat the Falcons, but it was ugly. All right. Yeah. Um, Bills, Jags. All right. Next. Um, Chargers and Eagles. Chargers. Yeah, I'm going Chargers. I'm never picking oh, yeah, the Eagles you say again. You're never picking the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> Packers and Chiefs at Arrowhead. No Aaron Rodgers. Keep that in mind. Packers. You're going Packers. Yeah, baby. Oh, man, that's tough. Come back to that one for now. Okay. I don't know. No Aaron Rodgers is pretty tough. It is pretty tough. I just don't like the defense of the Chiefs, man. I don't either, but I do think the offense will pick it up. Devontae Adams is back, and so is Alan Lazard, and Scantling should be back too, so all three of their top receivers. It depends on how Jordan Love can do. I don't know. We'll see. I'm torn right now. Anyways. I think Packers, but we can come back to that to discuss. Anyways, I do kind of want going. the Chiefs. If I pick them and they lose, that means I, I curse them, so maybe I will. All right, Cardinals and Niners. Cardinals is questionable, though. Remember that. He Cardinals. might not play. Oh, Cardinals. Okay. Who's their backup? Let me just see that before I make any assumptions. Colt McCoy. Hmm. University of Texas, baby. AJ Green What's is them? out. Oh, boy. John Drew Hopkins playing? He's questionable like always. So he probably, that means he'll probably play. He's game time decision. How do the Niners look? That is a tough, these are actually two pretty good ones. Um, I'm going to go with the Cardinals, I think. I don't know. I'm just banking on Kyle Murray playing, honestly. That's why I think he'll play through it. All right. Titans and Rams. 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 Sorry, Titans. Your streak's going to come to an end. Isn't that Sunday Night Football? It is. And then Bears and Steelers. Steelers. At at, at Heinz Field, I'm going Steelers, too. So that means we have every single game the same. So screw it. I'll go with the Chiefs, and that's the one game. That's the one that we game. Have different. Oh, that's so nah, one game. We can't do that. One game. No, that's bull, bro. Uh, I don't know, bro. I mean, the only one I would maybe choose is Niners Cardinals, but I'm still not that confident in this. How about how about this? You choose one that you're not confident in. I'll choose one I'm not confident in, and we'll do it that way. All right, you go first, though. Um. Okay, let's spin a wheel know. and whatever it lands on is the one you get. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, well, you said that you would change you. You would change the Niners. You'd go Niners. I, if I had to pick one, yeah, but I'm not confident. You can't pick okay. the Texans Dolphins because you were 50 50, so that doesn't count. You gotta pick another one. Oh. Okay, I was like, I'll just go Dolphins. No. Nah. Uh, pick one that you're like maybe 60 or 70 30. That's what I am basically right now. We're making this fair. I guess I'll go Niners. Oh boy, I don't know, bro. I hope that. Okay. I know um, there's the the Chargers Eagles. I don't know how set you are on that one. Um, no. Raiders Giants. <laughs> Saints Falcons. Um, Pats Panthers. Bengals Browns. Um. Texans. If you really can't think of one, I guess we'll do Dolphins, Texans. If you really are. Oh, just... <laughs> uh, or we just go with the one. It's up to you. 
No, one that's like all right, bro. We'll go three. We'll go three then, but you gotta change one. I changed the Niners, bro. I really like uh, I'll change to dolphins. Fine. Uh, that comes back to no, Miami. once you no once you once you said Tyrod Taylor had the Texans, I was like, okay, that's 80-20, like Tyrod Taylor time. Like, don't even mess me with that. Like, <laughs> literally, they were he was beating the crap out of the Browns before he got hurt. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, bro, Tyrod Taylor is solid. I mean, he's maybe a little cooks, rusty, but like yeah, bro, I trust this much in Tua. Zero percent. Zero? Dude, that guy's like a freaking China case, bro. He's so fragile. Yeah. I do not like it because they're on a seven-game losing streak. <laughs> and they haven't been competitive in like basically all seven other games except for the one they beat the Pats the first week. It's like, are you kidding me? All right, bro. You're going Dolphins then. All right, we have our three different ones. Dolphins, Jeez. Texans, Niners, Cardinals, <laughs> Chiefs, Packers. Bro, I don't feel confident either. I don't I'm feel not... confident in any of these picks. Zero. Uh, Jeez. Bro. Oh, yeah, I don't, like, I don't like any of these, bro. I don't like – last week I was like, okay, like I'm confident with the ones I picked different than you, you know? This week? But these ones, nah. So I'm bro. glad this one's, a t- this one's better. A post is definitely better than hot sauce for me, so I'm okay with that. But I don't really want to post what you want me to post. I bet you something dumb. So oh, bro, it's gonna be great. <laughs> I can't wait, bro. I mean, at least you're kind of active on Instagram. I really don't post. So if I lose, it's gonna be kind of out of the blue. Whatever you choose for me. Oh, bro, it's gonna be so good. All right. Well, wow. that, okay. that wraps up episode 29 and season one. I think season two. You know, starting on Monday is going to be great when we kick it off with college basketball, our college basketball special, which, of course, yep. the punishment will happen as well. So, oh, OK. Yeah, I yeah. was like, I don't punishment think it's a punishment for our basketball. But. <laughs> you got to pick the champ. Yeah, we'll, we'll obviously get into preseason and everything. Pick champions like we did for the fo- uh, college football. So should be super fun. That's our start of uh, season two. Of the No Notes podcast. Remember, you can listen on Apple and Spotify or watch it on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe, give us a follow, share it with all your friends if there's someone interested in sports, you know. So we have a ton of fun doing this. And Matt, last words. Thanks for the listen. We love you guys, appreciate you guys, and can't wait for our special episode on Monday. Let's go. Super excited. All right. See you guys. <laughs>